we are going through a period of transition. As a church, we've got uh, Luke and Beth Sears who have come to be among us and join the leadership team. And we are also sending Valter and Simona uh, to Holland who are part of the leadership team. They're going to plant a church over in Namemaker in Holland. And what a joy that is and what a loss it is at the same time. But we thought it would be absolutely apt and appropriate to say why. What's this about? It's about the mission of God. And so we're going to take a break in our Acts series to talk about church planting, why this is core to who we are. And so, Sam, I'm going to invite you up and pray for you, my friend, as you launch us into that short series. Thank you, Father, for your word to us. Thank you, Lord, uh, that the Bible gives us everything we need for, for life and godliness, instruction as to how we are to honour and live for you. And Lord Jesus, I just pray for Sam as he communicates the mission of God this morning uh, to, to us, your people, Lord, that you give us ears to hear uh, and all the words to say to help us as a body, learn uh, as a church, learn how to engage with this, doing mission, living on mission for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so, um, well, Phil's stolen my introduction, but we're on a, a new mini-series. <laughs> what a surprise. And um, it's called Call to Go. Uh, so we've just got three weeks in this. These are topics that we will come across during the book of Acts, uh, to the end of the earth, that's what we've been looking at, but, um, but we thought actually it would be good to give a bit of focus to this because we're, we're part of the church. Uh, so it would be really good for us to, to have a bit of context as to why we're doing these kind of things. And, and dare I say even that it is my firm belief that this is not an exceptional thing that we're doing, that actually this is well within the life of a church that we should be looking to multiply and see church life reproduced in other places. That's, that's what we're called to do. And, and so we're called to go as a, as a people. And so I'm going to look at this morning just a bit of broad brushstroke of uh, what it means to, um, uh, to be a people on mission. So we're going to look at the Great Commission together in Matthew 28, if you want to start looking there. Um, and then next week, Vat is going to speak to us, COVID-allowing, um, on the subject of uh, going to the nations. What does it mean to be a people that, that, that go to the nations? Even this little corner of Cambridgeshire that we live, and yet we get, an, get to have an impact in the world uh, around us. Uh, and then uh, in a couple of weeks' time, Luke's, again, COVID allowing, is going to, because um, they've both got COVID at the moment, that's why I thought I'd say that. Um, so it'd be great to pray with them. Um, then Luke's going to talk about what it means to partner in the gospel, what it means to, to have partnerships in the gospel and the, and the role that we play uh, within that. So I trust that there'll be uh, lots for us to learn and to be encouraged by as we uh, look at this series together. And, um, and it's a real privilege to kick us off. So like I said, this is just a broad brushstroke, really, if you like, of what it means to be a church on mission. Uh, the go-to passage really is the Great Commission in Matthew 28, which we will read together in a moment. But I just wanted to explain briefly why I feel that this links with church planting. Why, what has this got to do with, with the idea of church planting, nigh-making, all the other things that we might be involved in? Well, um, the Great Commission, as, as is known, these verses, uh, does highlight a number of challenges for us. I imagine you've probably seen these verses a thousand times, some of you, and it can maybe feel like uh, they're the kind of verses that put a bit of pressure on us, thinking, wow, these are quite significant things that Jesus has called us to do. 
Um, maybe uh, there's a, a moment we can read these verses and think, well, that's for other people, but not for me. Um, maybe even with the whole idea of church planting, we might think, well, that's lovely for them, but not necessarily my bag. I'm quite happy and comfortable here in Peterborough, so don't really have a role to play in that. And we couldn't be further from the truth because I think uh, we see from the Great Commission uh, Jesus really laying a foundation uh, for his followers of what it looks like to be a church family on mission. And when we talk about church planting, what we're talking about here is, is a community of believers that are centred on the person of Jesus. So what we've seen through our Acts and what we'll continue to see is that when people are added, that's the terms that the Bible uses, they're added to something. They're not added to nothing, they're added to something. And in the simplest of terms, a church is a, is a body of believers, a group of, of men and women who are disciples of Jesus Christ that are centred on him. Look around the room, there's not much that we have in common. I mean, Jan and I are the two Peterborough fans in Peterborough at the moment, but we have that in common. But other than that, the majority of us probably don't have very much in common at all. And yet, what we are centred on is the fact that we are disciples, or maybe you're here this morning exploring Jesus Christ. That's what it means. That's what church in its simplest form is. And so the Great Commission is not an optional extra for us. And church planting, I would dare say, is not an optional extra for us, but very much at the heart of what God has called us to as a people. It's something that we should be looking to, not, not as, a, as an additional extra to add to busy lives, but something that, that our lives should funnel through. This is the, the, the command of, of Jesus uh, to his followers. He tells us to look beyond ourselves, that our world isn't just this world that we're wrapped up in here in Peterborough, but there's, a, there's something beyond us. There's something beyond us here that we should be looking out for. That's what New Testament looks, uh, church life looks like. That's the posture of the church. And all of us are called to that. We'll look at that in a bit more detail. So hopefully uh, you feel that this is a valid series for us to look at. Hopefully you feel like this is something that we can really invest in as a church family. Let's read Matthew 28. Uh, the verses 16 to the end, uh, which is titled The Great Commission. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when, he saw, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always till the end of the age. Wonderful things that Jesus says there. Wonderful, uh, wonderful truths. And really, as followers of Jesus, as I've already said, really what, we, what we're looking to do is to replicate, to multiply uh, the life that Jesus has put within us. As if you're a follower of Jesus, that's what it means to be a disciple. You're, you're a learner of Jesus. You're, you're following after his example, his teaching. And really here Jesus is saying, I want that to replicate. I want that to be multiplied to those around you. That, again, that's quite simple terms, isn't it? This isn't, this isn't ground-shaking stuff, is it? But Jesus is saying that actually we want to teach one another in the small and the most significant ways what it means to obey him what it means to follow his teachers, what it means to, to follow him to the ends of the earth, what it means to, to lay down our lives in the same way as he has. That we would be those who 
are following after him. One of those ways is, is baptism, and it's been wonderful to see a number of people be baptised, and, and I think we're uh, having similar conversations again now. So it, baptism is a really good example of that. Teach people that, that part of obedience of Jesus is to, to be baptised, to show what, what God has already done in your life. Jesus is uh, giving his uh, disciples, and now us, a really clear example of what it means to follow him now. And this is something that all of us have been caught up in. This isn't just for the keenies. This isn't just those who are particularly gifted in certain area. But, but I think we must see here that he's talking about the nations. Uh, he's talking to 11 men and saying, you're, you're to go to the nations. I mean, this is a quite a big deal, isn't it? Like this, this feels like a significant moment in Scripture. We know it's a significant moment in Scripture, but it feels like something that you know, we can very easily read and not be fully see the, the context of. And I, and I want us to really understand what it is that, that Jesus is calling us to as a people. So when we have these things like the, the signs that just came up about Nymake and other things, you know, we should be getting excited by this because this is what God has called us to as a church family. This is very much the heart of what it is that Jesus has given for us to do. Not just Nymaken, but, but to the ends of the earth includes down the road, to Spalding or anywhere else. You fill the blanks. And this is an exciting thing that God has called us to. So I've just got three very quick things for us to look at. I told you this is broad brushstroke, but I want us to kind of take a fresh look at the, um, at the Great Commission. They all begin with E, which I think will... Uh, there's a little smile. I see Phil smiling underneath the mask, which is always nice. So the three E's are this. First one is Easter. Now, that's a bit of a dodgy one, uh, because really what I want to look at is the context of these verses, and I've had to choose an E. So Easter. The, contact, the context of these verses is Easter. If we read earlier in the chapter, we see uh, that the angel says, he's not here anymore. He is risen. He is not here. What are you looking for him here? He's not here. The context of these verses is that Jesus, who was dead, is now alive. This is the death-defeating Jesus who stood before these 11 disciples and he's commissioning them. I think that makes a difference. This is the death-defeating, sin-conquering Jesus saying, this is now your mission. Our mission is so intrinsically linked with what Jesus has achieved, isn't it? It's about his victory. It's not about what we do and, and what we're able to achieve. It is about Easter. It's about what he achieved on the cross and that we have been caught up in that and now we get to demonstrate and we get to share the good news of him and what he has done for us to those around us. This is what the commission is. This is our... Uh, this, is, this is, I think, really important because I think sometimes we can maybe look at these verses and think, well, that's not my personal experience of, of, of mission and I find it really difficult and all those other challenges that maybe come in. But actually, the context of these verses, you have to imagine that this is the risen Lord Jesus, the one who was breathless, who is now breathing and speaking words to his disciples saying, go. And that's the same, that's the same Jesus who sends us. Easter, the context of these verses, is what must, must be in our mind when we consider the Great Commission. The second E, a bit more of a fair E, empowered. We're empowered. Jesus said, all, in, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority. When we started our Acts series, we saw that right at the very beginning, the disciples were told to wait. Don't go any further. You've got this mission, but don't go any further. I want you to wait because there's a helper coming. 
The Spirit is coming. And Jesus says at the end of these verses, behold, I am with you until the end of the, the age. He is intrinsically involved in his mission. This isn't something that he says, guys, kind of look a bit busy until I come back. No, he is, he's with us. He is with us till the end of the age. And friends, I want to kind of say that when we look at these verses, I think empowered is so important. It's important because our view of mission needs to be in line with the fact that it's empowered by God. So our view of mission should not be something that we can achieve quite easily ourselves. Our view of mission should not be, well, actually, it feels like quite a big deal to be planting a church somewhere else. It's going to be quite a big commitment. But actually, that, that isn't the right way to look at it. Our, our view of mission should be that it's empowered by what God has said in his word and what he is doing amongst us. It's, it's empowered by his spirit, isn't it? All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. All authority. Not certain things, but all authority in heaven on earth. We're a powered people that we are to be outworking uh, this in a courageous way by his spirit. And uh, friends too, I think that this opens doors for us. Maybe you've been, uh, been considering, you know, well, what is it that God has for me? What is it that God is doing in my life? Well, it's all right for them, uh, but actually not for me. Well, I, I think the fact that the gospel, uh, sorry, the, the Great Commission is, is, a, is a powered by his spirit means that it opens doors for all of us. There's more for all of us in this. This isn't just the special people. In fact, my experience of people who church plant and people who do great things for God is they're actually very ordinary, really ordinary people, aren't they? I mean, do you know any really, really special people that are like supermen and women? They're not, are they? They are they're ordinary men and women who have been gripped by what God has called them to and they're powered, uh, empowered by his spirit. And this is the mission that we are all called to. We are... Uh, called to partner with God in, in what he has called us to, that he is with us till the end of the age. With us till the end of the age. That's the second E. The third E is everyone. Everyone. Friends, this is not like a division of the church. This is not like a, a part of the church that gets excited by this and the rest of us kind of wait until the focus comes back on Peterborough or on the certain things that we do. This is, this is for all of us that we are all caught up in what, what it means to be a sending church, to be a, a people on mission. I genuinely believe that the Great Commission is not about isolated individuals, but it's the identity of the church. It's the identity of what it means to be his church. And that we all have a part to play in this. We, we've, we've looked recently uh, over a number of weeks about what it means to be a church together, the body of Christ. When we look at the Great Commission, that doesn't detract away from that. That we all have a part to play in this, whether you are called to go or called to stay. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, it's not in, in opposition of one another. This is all part of what God is calling us to as a church family. And so let me try and explain that a little bit more. I believe that, uh, that what Jesus is calling us to is not just the going it's not just the people that are landing in foreign land it's about uh, being a church that serves one another that teaches one another that nurtures one another and sends one another it's all of those things together isn't it 
Jesus has kind of opened this door for us to say, actually, you know, as a church family, we all have a part to play in this, whether you're the ones that are on the slide going or whether you're the ones staying. You all have a part to play in this mission. Building one another up, looking beyond our current circumstance, looking to encourage one another, praying, whether it's going to be visiting certain locations, supporting financially, encouraging, all those things, or even pioneering yourself, which I genuinely, genuinely believe there is more for us as a church family, that we're going to see people emerge from amongst us to pioneer new, in new ways, whether, whether elsewhere in the UK or overseas. The ends of the earth, this is what we're called to as a church family. And I hope that we can see that, that each of us can have a part to play. And I want, I want us to kind of finish in a moment by considering that, allowing God to speak to us a little bit about what it, what it means for you or I, the, the Great Commission, what, what that looks like for us now. Because I do think it's one of those areas where we can quickly maybe put on a pedestal something above uh, something else, but equally... Uh, outdo ourselves. The Bible tells us to be sober-minded of, of ourselves. What, what is it that God is doing amongst us? What part can I play in this? Be so convinced by what he's doing. I, um, I think that means that we need to have a, a big view of his church, a big view of, of what he is building globally, not just uh, locally, but globally. Isaiah talks about a city set on a hill that the nations will flood to. That's, that's, the, that's the image that the Bible paints of, of church life. And, uh, you know, friends, I, I think it's, it's so important that we can see that, that we, uh, you know, this is something that we do regularly, come here on a Sunday, we do this, we go through the motions maybe, but actually God is calling us to something much bigger, to be part of something much bigger. My, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. So, um, my view of church planting has been shaped by a visit to my dear friend Vladar in Serbia. So a lot of you have met Vladar. He's a very uh, charismatic uh, character. But my image of, of where I think this has all landed for me was stood in Serbia, having been in his church where there were 50 to 60 very faithful believers that were serving in a city bigger than ours and were preaching grace against uh, kind of the orthodox religion uh, of the uh, city that they were living. And they were seen as a sect, so uh, people would turn their nose up at them across the other side of the road, those kind of things. But they were faithful to what it is God had called them to. And I remember speaking to Vladis saying, I want to I serve this. I want to do something. Like, what you guys are doing is incredible. I don't think I'm going to move here, but what can we do uh, to support and the conversations that we had were about building strong foundations here. Like genuinely, all the things that Jesus has called us to is about having a strong church here, where we are, to build strong church here, to serve one another, to encourage one another, to teach one another, to uh, help one another to obey what Jesus has called us to, to live the Great Commission amongst one another, isn't it? If we live the Great Commission like this, then we are going to see pioneers emerge amongst us. We're going to see those who God is speaking to about other nations. We're going to see things emerge from amongst us that we weren't expecting because this is what God has called us to. Friends, I think it really is quite simple, but it means that we have to have our view of church expanded to something much bigger than maybe our own 
world, are centred around our own world. So let me just ask us this, I'll finish now because I'm conscious of time. Let me just uh, ask us this. And maybe, in fact, maybe the band could just come and we've, we've got time to sing one more song. I, um, I appreciate this is a bit of a whistle-stop tour and I did say I wanted to kind of paint a big picture of what the, the Great Commission looks like. But my biggest aim uh, of all of this was for us to see that this wasn't for other people, that this is for us. This isn't for, you know, whatever stage of life you're at, whatever else has gone on, however long you've been a Christian, it's not for someone else. This is what Jesus has called us to, to be part of his mission. And so maybe the band can uh, lead us in a song in a moment. I want to just invite us to think of a couple of, of questions. What, are, what is the part that you play in this? What are the things that, that God has put in your heart? Uh, what, maybe it's a place, maybe it's a a certain thing that God has been put in your heart that has been lying dormant, maybe? And what does living out the Great Commission look like for you? Looking beyond where we are now, having a vision for Jesus' church that goes beyond your current experience. What does it look like to you uh, to live out the Great Commission? I want to pray for us and then we'll just maybe sing to finish, but I'd love for you to consider those questions. Father, we thank you so much that you have gone before us, that you uh, go with us, that we're not left alone with these things. You have called us to something so wonderful, so much beyond ourselves, and yet you've said, I'm with you till the end of the age. Father, we thank you so much for the privileges of uh, the opportunities that are immediately before us and the way in which you've brought those about. That's all your work. That's all you're doing. And yet, Father, we want to pray you would help us to be a people that are so shaped by your commission, so shaped by uh, being men and women who want to see your name made famous, not just here where we are, yes, here where we are, but also beyond. And we pray that you'd help us with that in your precious name. Amen.